You want to get high, man? Let's stimulate your mind. Get up, Chucky! What have we got here? Fucking comedian. <laughs> Rojan Kim. Hello, and welcome to the Rojan Kim cast. It's me, Rojan Kim. Thank you for joining me this last week of January first month of 2020. What a doozy it's been, huh? You got your, you got your people dying. You got your things happening. You got this uh, impeachment. You got this deal of the century in Israel slash no more Palestine. <laughs> Palestine? I think that's uh, what the biggest change is that they just put a question mark on the end of Palestine. So that's just Palestine? Right? That's That's been the biggest change. It's a great deal. Deal, best deal. Best deal ever. Ask anyone. Um, that's great. I think that's all good stuff. Everybody's talking about Kobe right now. The whole comedy world is a buzz because of bad jokes like Ari Shafir made a made a joke. Yeah, I mean, it's less of a joke and more like, ha ha ha, I'm glad he's dead. <laughs> then he's, got, he's getting some canceling because of it. He's getting some canceling. I mean, you know, you mess with the bull, you get the horns, right? I mean, that's just the part and parcel. That is what a comedian is, right? The clown, the rodeo clown. The rodeo clown is to get the bull, try to get the bull, and sometimes the bull gets ya. That's the, only, that's the one thing about being a rodeo clown is sometimes the bull, bull's got horns. And he only needs to get you once. That's really, ha! But, you know, I'm sure he'll be fine. Comedy in and of itself does not need Ari Shafir. <laughs> it doesn't need, uh, you know, people liking you in the mainstream. You know what I mean? Comedy is at a state right now where you can have your own independent following, just like I do with the two of you. You know what I mean? This is, this is a following. Like, this is, uh, this is it. I've made it. And I'm grateful for that, you know? I could have ended up in North Korea. My family zigged and said zagged. I could be in some kind of labor camp right now. Do you think they listen, let me listen to a podcast while I'm in a labor camp? No. You think they'd let you fucking put in some AirPods and then listen to fucking Joe Rogan for six hours a day while you break rocks? No. Okay. I mean, maybe you do get to have podcasts, but it's just Kim Jong-un talking. <laughs> it's just Kim jo- There's only one podcast in North Korea, right? It's Kim Jong-un's podcast, right? The KJU. The KJUE. Kim Jong-un experience, <laughs> right? Which is just him. It's just eight-hour-long podcasts of Kim Jong-un fucking telling you that he's awesome. And you are too for thinking that he's awesome. And, you know, just keep working and, you know, motivational thing. I don't know. If I was Kim Jong-un and I had a eight-hour podcast to do every day, I don't know what I would really talk about. I mean, I think I would talk a lot about imperialism, American and Western imperialism, the, um, the puppet state of South Korea, who is obviously a bunch of traitors, um, worse than the Americans themselves, you know, turning on their own countrymen. Uh, the glories of uh, communism, how the, we're the only communist country left. No, no other country can claim that they're communists. They're all capitalists. They're all corrupt, corrupted by Western influence, except for us. I think, I, I, I guess I could keep that up. Knowing my people, knowing the Korean people, I'm pretty sure they could keep that up for eight hours. That's enough right there. They could go, <laughs> just talk about that. Talk about uh, chuche, which is the Korean form of self-reliance that, you know, every country who's all poor and fucked up and wants to be all like, we don't need them, the big powers of that. You know, it's some form of that. We got that. 
we could also uh, read letters from children uh, talking about the dear leader. That's always good for an hour or two, you know. And who's gonna complain, really? Here's the whole thing, you know. If the quality suffers, who's gonna? No one's gonna fucking complain, right? Because you get shot, you complain, you die. So there's no complaining. Plus, what? You'd rather have no podcasts at work in your detention camp, huh? How about that? What if we just take the podcast away? Now, how happy? Wouldn't you rather have one? You'd be fucking begging me for that podcast. Like I would need something in my ears eight hours a day. Are you kidding me? I'm just the sound of rocks breaking. That's all, that's it. Rocks. Just breaking rocks. That's all you get. Okay. And eight hours, that's generous, right? Like, like, <laughs> like Korean labor camps only give you eight hours. I <laughs> <Like> give you <laughs> like Korean labor camps actually follow you as labor laws. I'm like, well, it's four hours. You get your lunch break. <laughs> yeah. I think you're probably working like, you know, 20 hour days or something, you know, sleep four hours. Sleep six. Maybe they got, they probably have some formula where it's like, this is the minimum amount of sleep you need before the product productivity drops drastically. So, you know, figure it's five or six or something. I don't know. All that's figured out, which means just more content. Fuck. That is probably one of the downsides of being in a labor camp where you're forced to work the whole time is that somebody has to provide all this content. So let's get it back down to eight hours. Maybe it's just eight hours because it's just too much podcast for a day, you know, and that's sort of how everything runs in North Korea. <clears throat> wow. That was just a strange rant about being in a North Korean labor camp and having to listen to podcasts. That was not at all what I thought I was going to talk about, but somehow, Oh, you know how that I even started talking about it is just by being grateful. I'm grateful. I'm grateful. That's not me. That's all I would say. <laughs> okay. I digressed. Okay. I, I did, can't digress without even starting. I just that went on a rando tangent. But here I am. I'm back. What did I want to talk about? I think part of it was being grateful. You know, be grateful. I'm grateful. Look, a lot of people complain, like, oh, I don't have health care. You know what? Fuck that. I, healthcare's soft. I'm glad I don't have health care, all right? Because you're not a real American unless you're rolling the dice every day hoping nothing happens, okay? That's the way. <laughs> you know why? Because that that's... You got make your way in life calculating whether or not you can take the hit of anything happening medically, right? Should I, it's windy today. Should I go out? I could get hit by a tree branch or something. That's probably, I shouldn't risk it. But you know what I say? I say, fuck it. Fortune favors the bold. You know what I mean? And what could be more bold than fucking just out there in the world, flying the world with no insurance, baby. Nothing to insure my health. Anything could happen. I don't even, look if I can fall and trip. I can fucking, you know, I, Rando bullet. That's a real American way to die, right? A stray bullet hitting you, right? Fucking drone strike or something. Being fat. You know, of all the American ways to die, like I'm out there risking my body, okay? My health, my body, mental health. Don't even get the fuck out of here with that. Don't make me laugh. <laughs> you don't even care about your physical health. You think you even care about your mental health? Anyways, here, guns are on sale. <laughs> Have a gun. <laughs> They're on sale. And honestly, I, I personally am looking for a gun. You know what? I'm, it's about, I think it's time I learn how to shoot. That's where I'm at, right? That's what I need. I don't need health care. I need to learn how to shoot a rifle. That's what I <laughs> learned to do. And I found out I can get one for about 150 bucks. So that's nothing. That's like, what, three weeks of weed or something? I don't know. You know, I, I could come up with that. But does that mean I have to go three weeks without weed to get a gun? If I get a gun and not smoke weed, I'm going to want to use that gun. It's better off. You know that when you're asked, um, like, 
that when you go to get a gun, you are asked if you use drugs, you know, or you're supposed to sign an affidavit saying you're not addicted to drugs. Hold on. And really, what if you're addicted to coffee? That's not illegal drugs. Are you addicted to any illegal drugs? Weed is legal in California, but not for the feds. So the feds is like, you can't, if you have a medical marijuana license, if you're a medical or a marijuana user at all, you are not allowed to have a firearm. But really, if you think about it, I feel like people who smoke weed are the best people to have firearms, right? Because they're fucking chill. They're chill. They're not trying to, they're careful, they're paranoid, and they're chill, Okay. They're not fucking blowing off the handle and whipping it out and fucking blasting on people. You know what I mean? They're fucking, well, you think stoners could be mass shooters? You know what I'm saying? Because you get high and you think about, first of all, it's a lot of work. And you're just like, dude, I gotta, yeah, I gotta kill everybody. I could kill, can you imagine? You just smoke a joint, come in, you're like, ah, oh, bro, I gotta kill all this. <laughs> and weed also kind of makes you empathetic and forgive me. You know, you're like, ah, it's not my boss's fault. He's fucking, you know, you find out that his kid died or something, you know, and you're like, ah, geez, I don't want to kill him. I don't want to kill everybody here. I, fuck it. You know, and it's a motive. It's, I think it's good. It's good to be a motivated. All right. It's good to lack some motivation. You want everybody being fucking super motivated. Everybody's crazy and they have access to fucking weapons, you know, machine guns. And you're cool with that. You want them to all be fucking aggro aggressive fucking amped aggressive and motivated that's what you want no thank you anyways there's another tangent about guns i don't even know why oh well look i'm just talking about america baby that's why that's why <laughs> maybe if i wasn't so high i would have gone these tangents and then try to walk myself back and be like what the fuck is i talking about i'm not that high okay i'm not too high to um operate a machine gun <laughs> <laughs> right? You just pull the fucking fucking thing. Point and pull. Point and squeeze. Wait. You squeeze a rifle. Pull a shotgun. Right? On the uh so you um aim a rifle and you pull the trigger. Right? Pull it. I mean no no no. You squeeze it. Don't pull. Don't move. Squeeze. Only the finger. Squeeze. But a shotgun, you, you don't aim it. You just point it and then you pull. Point it and I'll blah. <laughs> point it and blah. You got fucking, yeah, because the trigger, I guess the triggers are heavier. And the guns are, you just need a blah. And it's a scatter. So you don't need to point it. You don't need to like aim it per se. You just point it in the direction. And then blah. Right. And that's, uh yeah, I want to be, uh, one of the people to learn how to do, I want to learn. I don't think there's anything wrong with learning to use a gun, right? This is a fucking, it's a tool. It's a weapon, sure. But honestly, listen, if the collapse of civilization is imminent and I'm living in a town like I am with limited resources and lots of weapons, I'm going to need a weapon. I mean, I, I should have a stick at least. I don't even have that. Projectile weapon would be great. Um, or at least know how to use one, be useful. Let's say we are invaded by Russia. Let's say we do have to fight them here. Um, well, I'm going to just tell jokes. Where I, I mean, that's something I could do. The military needs that. They do need that. But what if I could tell jokes and shoot? You know, what if I could just be like, be up there on stage being like, ah, fucking Russians, more like slow wins or what? I don't know. Some kind of 
awesome joke right there. You know what I'm saying? And then I'd be like, holy shit, they're coming. Open, uh, everybody down, suppressing fire. <laughs> and I'd start opening fire behind the crowd, above the crowd's head. And they all turn around with their machine guns. And we're all firing. Yeah. Yeah. See, that's, um, so I want to be part of that. Cause that's, ain't that America. You know, that's America right there. Yeah. Um, no healthcare though. Well, though, if we're all conscripted, then they'll give us some healthcare, right? If we're all conscripted to murder, they're like, Hey, if you'll murder for us, we'll give you some healthcare. Or if you go and murder somebody and get yourself in jail, we'll give you healthcare then too. But uh, until then, sorry, you're just uh, going to get murdered. That's really all you got. <laughs> That's that. You get murdered and you'll die. You could just die from not having access also just from being broke. You can die from being broke. Ew. And you deserve it. Ew. Ew. Can you imagine that? You don't want to be broke. You don't want to be one of these uncool, broke people. You know, you don't want to be one of these tent guys. I mean, right now, here's the thing. A lot of people complain about, you know, their lot in life. Things suck. They don't have a job. You know, this and I don't have a boyfriend or a girlfriend. But you know what? I could walk one mile from here, less than a mile, find you a man who has the bubonic plague <laughs> living in a tent. You know what I'm saying? There's a guy out there who's got the goddamn plague. All right. There's a, there's people out there who are trying to figure out how they can compete with coyotes for their protein. Okay. How are we going to compete? They're considering maybe capturing the coyotes themselves and eating them. Maybe if we eat the coyotes, that'll show them, right? Fuck them. Supposed to be good eating. Lewis and Clark said they were good eating. Chinese might, <laughs> the Chinese coronavirus might be coming from uh, coyotes being eaten. Uh, but hey, hey, I think the smart thing, obviously, as I have advocated before, is for the homeless people to uh, work with in tandem with the coyotes. Not really domesticate them. I don't think they can be, but I think they could run together in a pack. You know, I think that's totally doable. I could see that happening. But uh, until that day, you know, just you're better off, right? You're better off than that guy, no matter how hard you think you have it. You're better off than that person. The other thing I think about is just like, um, what about just missing a leg or a hand? You know, like everything is the same as it now, except I'm missing a leg or a hand. I'd be like, yeah, you know, things were better. <laughs> things were better when I had the leg. Is that ableist? Is that ableist? Some people might say that's ableist. Well, just because you have all your hands and legs doesn't mean you're fucking better. That I mean, That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying if you had your hands and legs and you lost one, then you'd be like, oh, man, I wish I sure had that part missing back. Right? That's not... Is that, look, clap if you got hands. That's what I'm saying. You fucking just, you got, you're out there. You fucking, you know, appreciate, appreciate, appreciate it, you know, because, you know, what else is going to happen? You're going to be vulnerable, you know? You've got everything in life, but you feel like you got nothing. You're just going to be vulnerable to hucksters, you know, charlatans. I mean, preachers, sometimes they're spiritual leaders, sure, cult leaders, charlatans, you know? Take, for instance, Gwyneth Paltrow, all right? Gwyneth Paltrow. Goop is a, what, a billion, multi-billion dollar empire, empire now. They got the Goop Labs on uh, Netflix. I took a look at what that shit was. The first episode is about Gwyneth Paltrow. These white ladies, they're going to go to Ecuador to do mushrooms. That's, or Mexico. I don't know. They're just going to some other country to do mushrooms. Okay? And that's it. And they're like, wow, yeah. Okay, great. White ladies. This is white women. First off, white women, listen. You got to really make some uh, minority friends. You know what I mean? You got to make some friends who aren't white because this is that's how you get gooped. 
You know what I'm saying? Is that what you want? You want to get gooped? That's what Gwyneth Paltrow, <laughs> Gwyneth Paltrow is basically like going after the, this sort of like cultural bubble, Hollywood, uh, coastal elite, uh, Hillary voting, you know, sort of democratic liberal white lady. And then kind of using the guilt that they have about Trump and the guilt that they have about being white. And then this sort of like thing of like, we're not, we're not white, white, we're like the good whites or whatever. And then taking them on eat, pray, love journeys all around the world to brown people <laughs> to show them how to live. You know what I'm saying? And it was just like, come on, just make some friends at home. You got to go all the way to fucking Mexico to do some mushrooms. Just make some fucking friends that'll have drugs, right? You at least make some friends with poor people, right? Not, they don't even have to be a different color. Just someone who's not in the same fucking bubble as you. Just get out of it. Go. I'm telling you, find the guy in the tent with the bubonic plague. He'll get you some mushrooms. He'll get you some meth. He'll get you whatever you need. You just don't appreciate what's in front of you because you think that, oh, that's, you know, there's a, it's an elitist approach to living. It's an elitist. And she wants you to get on board, get on board the goop train, get on it, right? Get, stick that rock up your pussy, you dumb bitch. <laughs> that's really what's going on. That's really what's going on, right? You're so vulnerable. You're fucking shoving rocks up your pussy and paying, you're paying $100, $100 rocks up your pussy, $200. I don't know whatever the fuck, $200 pussy candles, right? It's just getting had, you're getting had, you know, like Gwyneth Paltrow is really the PT Barnum of white women. That's really what it is. But at least PT Barnum, I feel like the thing about PT Barnum is that he was honest. Okay. He said it to your face. He said, there's a sucker born every minute. All right. He's telling you straight up, I'm fucking scamming you and you're falling for it. You love me anyways, all right? And that's, at least that's up front, okay? You know what P.T. Barnum did? One of the most famous things he did was uh, he had like a, you know, big top, whatever, or uh, like a place of a freak show or place of mysteries or whatever. And then it would say, this way to the egress. This with big letters, this way to the egress. And people are like, oh shit, I got to see that. I don't know what that is. What is that? Is like an eagle in a dress? The fuck is that? This way to the egress. And they would go and go, and then they go through a door. The door said, this is it, the egress. And they go through the door, and then they'd be outside, right? And they're like, what the fuck is this? What the fuck is this? Go to the front. They're like, hey, you said that was the egress. And we all went, what the fuck was that? Right? And P.T. Barnum would tell him. I mean, I don't know if he was there personally, but I'm sure at first he did, and then he got the staff to do it. But his line was that, you know, egress means exit. Sorry, I wasn't lying. It's not, it's not his fault you're a dumbass. You're a fucking rube. You're dumb rube. <laughs> you dumb rube. And you know what? They paid him again to go inside. Not only that, they would bring their friends, trick them, right? And be like, hey, hey, hey you got to check out this egress. And be like, ha, 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 ha. Because they wanted to be in on it too. Because, all right? Because there was respect for the game. You know what I'm saying? Respect for the game and respect for people. A mutual understanding between people that if I fool you plainly to your face then you deserve it right and you will pay me for the privilege of being fooled again and that's the american way right now goop i feel like inverts all of that on its head by not by basically claiming the opposite that this is all legit this is all you should be listening you should all, you know you should be shoving rocks up your pussy because this is a real thing this is a real thing and these pussy candles are a real thing Okay, and all and Gwyneth, she's a real, she's the real thing. 
You know what I'm saying? Gwyneth would it won't do you wrong. She wouldn't do you wrong. Did she fuck Harvey Weinstein? Probably. I mean, did she say like, you know, did she, you know, you know, did she kind of have to fuck her way? Probably. I don't know. Those are rumors. Those are rumors. But none of that matters because she wants your money. She's taking your money. She's making money hand over fist and taking it to go to uh, Mexico to do mushrooms and filming it and making you pay for that too. So in a way, you know, props to her. I... I don't hate the player. You know what I'm saying? Props to her. I just don't like the sort of bullshit on top of that that sort of, you know, validates or legitimizes what she's doing. Because if it was just plain and simple, like, she's a huckster, kind of like Alex Jones. I appreciate Alex Jones just because, like, come on, man. I... <laughs> You know, it's, it is what it is. You know, he's selling fucking the Vitality iodine supplements or whatever. (laughs) He's selling his shit. He's got his thing. He's selling his shit. It's out in the open. I get it. Okay. But this whole goop thing, there's this sort of like illusion. I think that's uh, the interesting thing about this, like the mystique of white femininity, right? White womanhood is just sort of like, you know, oh, they don't know what, we're just in the riot and we're just enjoying life and man, everything should be, and we're the, you know, none of, we didn't, we're not men, we're not doing any of the bad, you know, and if anything, come on, white women, you weren't complicit, you know, that's like the whole Dave Chappelle joke, you were in on the heist, you didn't like your cut, you know what I mean? You don't think you had your hand in enforcing white supremacy or male dominance, in fact, you don't think women have had a hand in any of that? Gwyneth, Gwyneth, see, isn't that the perfect fucking example for again metaphor? Gwyneth, the lady who enabled Harvey Weinstein, who didn't say shit about, it, in fact, went along with it because that's just how you play ball. Good ball player of the patriarchy, you ball literally, a literal ball player, one of the greatest of the quote unquote rape culture patriarchy, right? She was a fucking, she was the MVP, and now look at her. Fucking preaching femininity, womanhood, you know, all that stuff. You know, that's what it is. It's all, it's all corrupt bullshit to the core. You know what I'm saying? I don't know. I mean, like P.T. Barnum wasn't fucking (laughs) enabling rapists and shit. I mean, maybe he was. I don't know. Maybe he was raping too. I don't know. Like this way to the rapist, (laughs) you'd say, and then he'd rape you, and he'd be like, "Ah, I told you, put up a sign." But at least that's still honest, is what I'm saying. At least there's some upfront nature. This sort of it's duplicitous. I don't like this sort of veneer of like, oh, good and proper when underneath it's all like, eh, suck the t- yeah, rape him, Harvey. That's how you get ahead. Yeah, I fucked my way to the top. I don't give a fuck about stick these rocks in your pussy like I had to stick Harvey's dick in mine. Woo. I mean, Gwyneth, don't hate me. Whatever. I don't care. Whatever. Her head was in the box. What's in the box? Remember that? What's in the box? She had the fucking, she had to, Put something in her box to get in that box. <laughs> oh, shit. Um, oh, my God. I come up with, like, at least a good two minutes of jokes in this fucking podcast. So that's that's good. Will I remember any of them? I don't know. Good riff. Okay. What did I do? Riff about I had that North Korean thing. Got that North Korean thing down. Got that. Let's see. Uh, okay. North Korean uh, podcast. Prison camp. I also had... Um, Let's see. It was gun ownership podcast. So I had guns. I had the thing about guns and how and healthcare. How we can have all the healthcare. 
you're gonna have all the health care you want if you uh, use your gun to murder someone or if you take this gun for the government and go murder someone overseas <laughs> you get that right just uh not not on your own i had a whole thing about the homeless guys homeless people and coyotes that was a good one huh homeless people running with coyotes right and and i had gwyneth paltrow gwyneth paltrow as a hypocrite right hypocrite also like uh I, you know i like the whole what's in the box i like the what's in the box i don't know i don't know if everybody will remember the movie seven i don't know if they'll remember the movie seven i don't know if they will remember but they'll know goop and they'll know rocks up the pussy and they'll know pussy smelling candles. So fucking I'm relevant, goddamn it. Still keeping it relevant. Still keeping it tight. You know what it this is. You know what time it is. It's time to follow me. Follow me. Um follow me. Instagram and Twitter. Rojan Kim. At Rojan Kim. Just type in Rojan Kim. I'm actually Googleable. I come up. Type in Rojan Kim. Rojan Kim Cast. You can find me on the podcast places. And you can just go to my website, go to Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Libsyn. Still haven't done Spotify. Got Spotify and all of that. I got shows coming up, but I, you don't have to come out to those just yet. But I am starting. I'm doing some stuff. Uh, but mostly I'm trying to focus on trying to put these out twice a week. So this is a thing. Still doing it. So far, so good. All right, guys. Thank you for listening. Bye-bye.